came across this strange case that I'd never heard of before, and it involved the disappearance of Philip Taylor Kramer, who disappeared on the 12th of February, 1995. And it is an absolutely fascinating story. His remains were found on May the 29th, 1999. Philip Taylor Kramer had once been a bass guitarist for the group Iron Butterfly, and he'd been missing for four years. His death is a complete mystery to this day. His 1993 Ford Aerostar van was found at the bottom of a Malibu ravine by hikers in a canyon about 1.5 miles east of the Pacific Coast Highway. His remains were found inside his van, identified through dental records. His death would ultimately be ruled, quotation marks, probable suicide. However, his family and close friends hold strong doubts about this. His widow told the LA Times he would never, under any circumstances, for any reason, allow himself to completely abandon the family he loves more than life itself. Kramer had been bass player in the psychedelic group, recording albums with Iron Butterfly in the mid-70s. But by 1977, he'd decided to give this up and refocus on furthering his education. And he completed a degree in aerospace engineering. He was a highly intelligent man. At school, he got straight A's. And once gaining his degree, he went to work for Northrop, working on the MX Missile Guidance System as a Department of Defence contractor. Sometime later, he made a move into the computer industry, where he worked on facial recognition and communications development programmes. He was quite possibly a computer genius. On the 12th of February 1995, he'd driven to LA Airport, where he was due to pick up a business colleague and his wife. However, he left after approximately 45 minutes, got back into his car, and drove away from the airport. He stopped after a while, and made a series of strange telephone calls. He called a former band member and a very good friend of his, Ron Bushy, and said to him, I'll see you on the other side. Then he called the police and said, This is Philip Taylor Kramer. I'm going to kill myself. And I want everyone to know, O.J. Simpson is innocent. They did it. Then he disappeared. His vanishing was a mystery until his skeletal remains were found in the car 48 months later. How did he wind up at the bottom of Decker Canyon? Well, some newspapers and journals covered his case. And the magazine Maxim wrote, If you ever need to dump a corpse, you could do worse than Decker Canyon. 
located a 40-minute drive from L.A. The rugged chasm is all but uninhabited. Best of all, there's a thick screen of trees at the bottom. All you have to do is prop up the body in the front seat, release the parking brake, and let them rip. His skeleton was discovered by 30-year-old Walter Lockwood, a fitness instructor and amateur photographer, with a penchant for taking pictures of old abandoned cars. Well, he'd heard stories over the years of cars being driven down off the cliff there, and so he'd ventured out to the canyon to see if he could find any. He'd taken a friend with him that day, and they'd driven there and then climbed down the canyon. Quickly, despite the overgrown trees and bushes, they spotted an abandoned pickup truck. Then further on, a sedan. It began to give them the creeps. There was nothing glamorous about the cars now. They were violently smashed up. Then they spotted another vehicle, partly hidden in the undergrowth. There were no license plates on it. It was an Aerostar van, and it was smashed into the driver's compartment. It looked like it had come down off the cliff head first. As they got closer, an overpowering stench hit them. They thought they could see a leg bone. They decided they didn't want to stay any longer, and really shaken up, they started to walk away, intending to call the police. As they walked through a gully, they saw a human skull, which would turn out to be Kramer's. Maxim Magazine writes, He was a brilliant scientist, who played with maths formulas for fun, yet he was also in the belief that he was in telepathic communication with aliens. According to his friend Bushy, although the other band members had been into drugs and women, Kramer had eschewed this traditional rock star lifestyle in favour of long nights spent on mathematical puzzles. Said Bushy, we would stay up all night, write music and talk about his theories. He was talking stuff that was science fiction about how you could not only communicate but also transport matter from A to B anywhere in the galaxy. Real beam-me-up stuff. Other records show that in the days before he disappeared, Kramer had been supposedly working on perfecting a top-secret 30-year-old formula that he and his father believed would disprove Einstein and change the course of history. The formula was based on a theory that linked faster-than-light communications. Apparently it was a kind of gravitational vibration, wilder than anything seen on Star Trek. And it was, apparently, he believed, worth millions, if not billions, according to Kramer. And then one day, he disappears, leaving behind a web of suspicion, intrigue, and conspiracy theories. Maxim says, 
more elaborate than anything since the grassy knoll or the moon landing. Kramer's obsession for theoretical mathematics and physics apparently began as a child when his father was professor of engineering at Ohio State University. His father Ray, in his early sixties, had begun a driven theoretical quest to conquer the boundaries of time and space. He claimed, using the formula I discovered, you could reach the outer limits of the universe in less than a second. While now retired, apparently he was less willing to expand upon all of this when asked for interview. Maxim magazine said he remains extremely secretive about his research. Although, in passing, he'll casually take credit for inventing weather radar. They said his greatest achievement, according to him, this is Kramer's father, is his universal equation, which promises to solve physics' most intractable mysteries. A meta-theory that ties together black holes, quarks, and quantum mechanics into an all-encompassing package. He says with it, information can be transmitted 16 times the speed of light. A potentially earth-shattering achievement that conventional science says is impossible. Kramer's friend Bushy says, the professor's son wanted to finish his dad's research into space and time. And so he transformed himself from rock music into late nights working on guidance missiles as a Department of Defence contractor at Northrop. He worked under top secret clearance. And in those days, this meant that the cubicle he worked in had to be taped shut when he was in it so that people would know they could not cross the boundary. Apparently this was common practice back then. The precise details of exactly what he did, of course, is still classified. Well, he moved on from this position to branch out on his own, and got married and had a daughter, and set up a company that would turn music into digital form developing a fractal data compression technology for CD-ROMs using a new technique. Sadly, he lacked the financial support despite having a brother of Michael Jackson as an investor and the startup company went bankrupt. Well, that's apparently when things began to get strange. Says Maxim magazine, a new CEO, Peter Olson, made The Celestine Prophecy, which is a book that asserts that enlightened people vibrate at such a high frequency they disappear. Well, Peter Olson, the CEO, made this book mandatory reading and declared himself to be a new ager. Word circulated among some employees that he proudly declared himself to be half-human, half-alien. Kramer's sister Kathy said her brother, too, soon began to claim that he spoke frequently with aliens. 
In February 1995, his father helped him with something that had been driving him crazy. He'd been working night and day, obsessively trying to combine data compression with gravity waves for communication systems, when his father suggested that he apply their theory to it. Well, this led to a eureka moment, and apparently many more long days and nights of feverish work, interspersed by Kramer phoning family and friends to declare that something really amazing was happening. However, those around him were growing concerned that he wasn't sleeping. He warned his wife he might be in danger. He told a good friend, Laurie Piech, that he now had to be very careful. He said people are going to want what I'm working on. We have to get off the planet. I was able to decipher the code. It was heavily encrypted. Well, it was shortly after this that he was due to meet his friend and their wife at LA airport. But he left the airport without picking them up, phoned his wife and told her he had a big surprise. He phoned his best friend to tell him that he loved him, then dialed 911 and told them that he was going to kill himself and that OJ Simpson was innocent and they had done it. Was he overtaxing himself and causing mental exhaustion and delusion? Had his new age reading spurred his imagination to take flight? Or had he discovered something so shocking and secret that mere mortals could not be allowed to know it? Was there a human hand in keeping him quiet? After he left the airport, he called his wife and told her he was not going to see her on this side. Then he stopped off to see his father-in-law, who was terminally ill. He pulled a small viewing device from his pocket, which was actually a child's toy with a lens that fragmented and replicated anything it viewed. And he told his father-in-law, it's all right here. I know you don't understand, but it's all right. According to the magazine, Maxim, his father said that his son had told him that if he were ever in trouble, he would call 911 and tell them he was going to kill himself. His father said this was a coded message to say that he was under the control of others. But how would everybody get his message? One has to ask, why wouldn't he phone his father or wife directly with a coded message? Friend Laurie Piech said, I'm convinced he was under mind control or psychic attack. Former LA police officer Chuck Carter, who worked on the case, said, Something happened during that time, either in his head or at the terminal that made him turn away. Whatever happened in his head at the airport, or whatever happened right in the airport, I've got a feeling we'll learn from Kramer himself. 
His sister Cathy said she's not convinced. It was even his body they found. When he went missing, the Washington Post asked, "Is Kramer trapped by his own technological wizardry, imprisoned somewhere in cyberspace?" Many believe that when Kramer vanished, he entered another realm. Mainstream physics, however, said he and his dad's theories involving hyperparticles and gravity and high speed were folly. Kramer had no history of psychiatric problems; neither did he take drink or drugs. It was believed, however, that his company was struggling in debts. But he was a devoted family man. He was working very hard and probably too much. He worked late into every night prior to his disappearance, and he had believed that he had cracked something immense. So he was in a very excited state of mind. Apparently, he had become prone to outbursts, such as, "God is a scientist, a perfect scientist. Chaos is perfect order." The day before he vanished, his sister said that he told her, "You've got to be centered. If you're centered, you'll be saved when the supernova happens and they come." He also told his wife that they'd have to move into a house with high walls. She said he was scared that people were trying to get at him. He said that he had channeled the tenth insight from the Celestine prophecy, and he phoned a friend to ask her to write it down for him as he spoke it. Well, after he disappeared, his family hired a private eye. Friends searched everywhere they could think of, and local congressman James Traficant apparently sent a letter to the FBI. Urging an immediate investigation, it was the congressman's opinion that there was a possibility foreign elements could be involved in the man's disappearance. In other words, other countries, other governments, and he urged that an analysis of the nine one one call should be made. To determine if Kramer had made the call voluntarily, or had perhaps been under duress, his sister, meanwhile, went on any TV show that would have her to publicise his strange disappearance. His best friend Ron Bushy said, "After his breakthrough, we wouldn't need cell phones, landlines, or satellites." And he implied that through this, big business could be behind his vanishing. According to the Washington Post, Glenn Mavis, who worked with Kramer back at Northrop, said, "Whatever got him was something that he couldn't deal with, whether it was an outside force that came down on him, or..." Well, Detective Tom Bennett, who handled the case for Ventura Sheriff's Department, said, "There's some funny things here. Officially, the case is still open, but it's not active."
Well, what did happen to him? His sister said that she doesn't believe that that was his body that they found. The Washington Post were saying, did he get caught up and trapped in hyperspace? His best friend wonders if there was some kind of big business type involvement needing to shut him up. Although the detective had said something happened in the airport. Of course, that could be something physically, or it could be that there was the mention of mind control. Or had he really just lost his mind? Well, it's all really, really strange. And um, where the mainstream physicist dismissed his eureka moment and him and his dad's theory, it's really a fascinating case.